Well, there are two sides to every story on what it means going forward. Yes, we already touched on the Virginia Tech angle and the momentum they've got from the 55-17 win in Charlottesville this past weekend from Damian Sordolet. That interview will be up shortly. Fast Lane, Ed Lamer, you listen to podcasts. But joining us now, the individual who had the, I don't know if you call him privilege, but he was sitting to my right in the press box Watching whatever that was this past Saturday, the 55-17 I enjoyed down that Trey, Virginia Tech alum, enjoyed, that UVA fans, not so much. Doug Dowdy, Dulles District, and with us here in the Fast Lane. Doug, a pleasure to be speaking with you. It was good to see you this past Saturday, and hopefully I'll see you again this Saturday for Syracuse Virginia men's basketball. I will not be at the game, obviously, this evening since I'm in the Virginia Talk Radio Network studios right now. Um, that game. How do we get to that point where not only did Virginia Tech win that handily, but the environment seemed completely festive for Virginia Tech where they were the ones controlling Scott Stadium? Well, I wasn't surprised. I, you know, they, they uh, I was, but well, one thing that surprised me was to find out that it was like the, the last 18 games had gone 17 and one in Tech's favor. I, I didn't realize that it had been so one-sided. I thought maybe Virginia won a few more of those games, but not, uh, you know, not even half of those games. And uh, I don't really know how to how to, to judge it. I, you know, the, the Hokies had been playing better. They were favored. Uh, you know, Virginia, for instance, had beaten Duke and Carolina and does, then does nothing against Virginia Tech. And... Uh, you know the the. I don't know exactly what the problems are for Virginia. There are a lot of people who believe that uh, you know they they Carla Williams made 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 them get rid of uh, Bronco Mendenhall or, or told Bronco Mendenhall he had to make changes in his staff. I don't know if that was the case. Uh, Tony Elliott, I've heard him speak a couple times in Roanoke. You know, I don't. Uh, and he, he's been good when he's spoken, and I don't have a lot of criticism of him, although I don't think their recruiting is as well as it was during the years when UVA was more competitive with, with the Hokies. No, I mean, you've got the on-field product, you've got the recruiting. You mentioned the angle to Tony Elliott. There are a lot of bigger-picture angles right now to Virginia that, frankly, are the ones that probably matter the most going forward with this program. But Tony Elliott, in the smaller settings, and we've had him in the fast lane a couple times, including at the ACC football kickoff, each of the years that uh, he's been present there, and uh, very engaging in those settings. He seems to also run hot and cold. This is just making an outside observation. After wins, the emotion's great. Heck, in, in regular times it is. But after losses, it seems like he's maybe even more downtrodden and distressed searching for answers. Is this a bigger challenge than maybe he envisioned when he took the job? Not saying he couldn't get himself out of this, but is what he's going through right now at UVA a bigger challenge than maybe he envisioned? Probably, but, uh, you know, I don't I don't think, you know, that they've gotten coaches from all over, and I don't know that they have, you know, that they've done the recruiting. Now, I have a guy who's... I'm a guy who has covered recruiting for all these years. And, you know, when things aren't going well, I blame it on recruiting. But uh, I think the Hokies have done a better job in recruiting. Uh, 
I was actually uh, didn't I ran out of time earlier in the day, but I was going to go through there and see how many players from Tech and how many players from UVA were in-state players. But, uh, you know, I think that the quarter – it's hard to say the quarterback made much of a difference the other day. I think Calandria, the, the true freshman quarterback for Virginia, did not have a good game. But uh, that wasn't the matter. I mean, the, the Hokies put up a lot of points. Uh, the the quarterback from uh, boy, I forget where he's from. I think he's he's from the uh, southwest somewhere. And he he was superior. So uh, you know I don't know how you can how they can turn it around. And uh, you know they have not. You go back about fifteen years and really, you know a lot of people are saying, well, they haven't been the same with it since Bronco left. Bronco didn't have a great tenure at Virginia. So uh, I think they, they need to study it, but I don't know exactly where they should begin. Doug Dowdy, Dulles District, has covered the Virginia Cavaliers for years and now is writing for DullesDistrict.com, and he's with us in the fast lane, actually getting ready to cover Texas A&M and Virginia in men's basketball, and we'll touch on that angle momentarily. But you mentioned not really knowing where to begin. There's also the chicken and the egg theory, Doug, of – name image and likeness and needing to have the resources available for that and virginia is there but uh, from my perspective as an outsider i don't think they're quite there with where virginia tech is and certainly not with the bigger programs in college football and then getting fans on board and more importantly donors and alumni and everyone on board and different levels to which they could contribute is that something that needs to be the primary focus now to have those resources and not to say that you have to be you know all like some schools where you compromise academics but the reality is it seems like nil is a factor with a lot of kids, even if it's not as much at certain schools like UVA compared to others? Well, you know, I think that the two head coaches came in at the same time. Now, the Hokies obviously had been more successful coming into this, but, uh, you know, I don't – I did not think that the Tech would be that far superior as it was the other day. And uh, – I, I don't know what Virginia can do to turn it around right now. And uh, I think that uh, Brent Pry, I've, I've seen him and heard him at various times. He's, he's a very engaging guy, and, you know, per, perhaps that's a big part of it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Tony Elliott backs away from speaking or doing interviews or whatever. So, I, you know, I, I've covered recruiting for years and years and years, and I think that's a big part of it. they the Hokies do a better job in recruiting, uh, whether it's their head coach or their assistant coaches. And, uh, you know, they, the quarterback they got, no one had really heard of. And he was uh, – he won the show the other day. Yeah. I mean, and they've mined the transfer portal. That's where Virginia Tech, they've gotten so much – of their contributions and uh, Doug Dowdy of Dulles District seeming to be like a lot of those around Virginia just trying to figure out where the next steps come from when it comes to getting some level of football relevancy within the program. Um, one of the areas that we, we've been critical of, Doug, here in the fast lane, and I mean, we've tried partnering with Virginia Athletics for different ticket initiatives, and uh, believe it or not, it's been harder to work with them, even though there are more empty seats there, than it's been to work with Virginia Tech, which has sold out five of their six games this year, the only exception being that Thursday nighter, which now seems to be more challenging than ever to sell those weeknight games out. 
uh, against Syracuse. But it's not like they didn't have a bad crowd at that game. Well, it wasn't bad, but I mean, like, relatively speaking. But anyway, Virginia Tech is sold out games even though they've struggled and they've been easier to work with when it comes to getting tickets and engagement and getting people to events and venues is there a level of disconnect is that too strong of a word or is there something that needs to be done at uva to try to find ways to get fans in the building a little bit more well my son's here and he said pretty simply win (laughs) (laughs) well that helps yeah what about uh are you all paying any attention to this game tonight, the yeah. uh, basketball game? Yeah, we were going to ask you about that. Buzz Williams and Texas A&M come back. They are the ranked team. UVA, they are not, but yet the betting line as Virginia favored is a three-point favorite in this one, Doug, as Doug Dowdy of Dulles District is with us here on W226BG Timberlake, WVGM AM Lynchburg, WMNA Gretna, Danville Southside, and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. But Doug, you know, how do you read this matchup tonight between a guard-heavy Texas A&M team and a Virginia team that clearly would like the game not to be dependent on the play of big men since they seem to be in short supply right now. Well, it's uh, it's interesting that they're, that they're going up against Buzz Williams, who uh, I think both coaches will have known each other from the days that Buzz was at Virginia Tech. Uh, it's interesting, I, I feel, that there was a, a Texas team that came in there last year to Charlottesville, uh, the uh, Houston, and the coach was uh, Kelvin Sampson. So, anyway, and and that uh, that team uh, beat Virginia last year in Charlottesville. So uh, it can be done. Buzz can can uh, beat Tony Elliott. I mean, Tony Bennett. And uh, you know, but it, it's interesting that it, losing to uh, Houston last year got Virginia off to a really bad start. I thought for a while. And then, uh, well, obviously Virginia's lost some games this year. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I think that uh, Virginia will get better. They have a lot of younger players. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the line Virginia by three is the line tonight. And, uh, you know, they've been hard to beat in Charlottesville, but Kelvin Sampson did it last year. So, uh in Virginia is already lost, so a game. So, you know, I think this will be a, be a good t- test tonight. It will for Virginia. It'll give them a bit of a reality check to see where they are as a team and uh, a chance to maybe erase some of those concerns that came out a couple of weeks ago, particularly the loss to Wisconsin, but even getting out rebounded in the win against uh, against West Virginia last Wednesday. Doug, yeah. Last one for you, and we'll wrap it up on that principle right now. I mean, Tony Bennett, obviously, he's a great coach, knows how to scheme and work around that challenge. How big is that something that will continue to rear its head for Virginia, the lack of size down low and getting out rebounded? Or do you anticipate the coaching staff being able to get the guards more active and in better position to be able to uh, minimize uh, that? I think the uh, uh, the 6'10 guy, uh, Buchanan, Looked good in some earlier games, uh, particularly the, the Florida game, and was a factor in the win. Has not looked as good in recent games, but I think that over time, you know, there's a 6'10", 6'11", guy they, they signed out of Idaho. So uh, it, he's probably not, not that well-known, not that that has to be a factor of how well-known well you are, but I think 
product. Yeah, but as as Matt says, he's not a finished product. He he did not play well in the most recent games, but uh, I think over time he's what they want. Yes, long term as Virginia continues to go with that route, and by and large, it's worked out pretty well. But they're growing pains through that too. Doug Dowdy always works out well for us. We're appreciative of his time. Dallas District and Dowdy Sports are the ways you can connect with him on uh, the dot coms and the Twitter page as well. Doug, thank you for joining us today in the Fast Lane. Enjoy the game tonight, and hopefully we'll see you Saturday in Charlottesville. Okay, thank you. Indeed, Doug, Doug Dowdy with us here in the Fast Lane, and uh, as perplexed as a lot of Virginia fans are in terms of where to start to generate some level of excitement with that program. My favorite part is uh, um, Mike Barber. Uh, I wish, hopefully next year, that will be the they ultimate. do a Texas A and M Virginia Tech thing. That's what I really hoped in that tournament they were in. But we get we get a Mike Barber. Uh, I think we get him. I think Mike's going to that game. Mike Barber, oh, yeah, Buzz William reunion, which that that's going to be fun. Well, As someone who may or may not have sat in those press conferences with Buzz Williams, I mean, but that's not uh, Buzz's favorite. Mike is at Auburn tonight, but uh, Barber. I feel like Mike Barber is going to do a good job. Yes, I think it'll be fun, and I I am very anxious to see because Barbara will probably put it on. And of course, media we end too. the show with a conversation that only you and I get, which is fun. Well, I mean, if you look on social media, Mike Barber and Buzz Williams have not been documented to be BFF. Yes, that's just where we'll go. It's it's not hard to find if you go to Twitter or X or whatever they want to call it these days. Inside his words, not mine. Elon Musk's dark mind. Trey, last one for you before we get out of here. What happens tonight on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app between Virginia Tech and Auburn? And what happens before that, Texas A&M and Buzz Williams return to the Commonwealth at JPJ? I think both SEC teams get it. So A&M at least covers against Virginia. And I, I just... I Auburn's a very talented team. So I, I, I will... Uh, I'll take Auburn. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to fade Tech because I... I after that performance against FAU, this team could go bounce back and have a really good game, or it could lead to a rut for this team as they have their most... Like, FAU is a really good team. They went to the Final Four last year and brought everyone back, so it's hard to kind of look at that game. But I'll, I'll lean Auburn covering. Not to take the whole lazy, well, just take the dog without any explanation. Three is a lot for Virginia to be lying to anybody, especially Buzz Williams. It's someone who's very familiar with the system. And these like non-con games, you typically, especially with a you know Tony Bennett system, it's he he might get the advantage of of like I don't say it's like the triple option in football, but it, it it's it's sort of a system that's very unique. And Buzz Williams has plenty of experience playing against it, coaching against it, but and so his does players ready. So does one of his it. leaders on his team, Tyree Stratford. Yes, and uh, he's got Wabisa Beatty on his coaching staff. Yeah, like and Henry Coleman was at Duke when yeah, they had to prepare too. for it. So I, that's where I like Texas A&M tonight. And Virginia may win, but if you're giving me three with Texas A&M, they're getting three. Virginia's a three-point favorite. I'll scoop up the three Over with under five minutes into the game, Buzz Williams' jacket is off. Off. Oh, it'll be off. No doubt about that. He'll be fired up. Um, I actually like Virginia Tech to cover tonight. They're like an eight- to nine-point underdog at Auburn. I think they keep it within a possession or two. I do think Auburn wins. I think you know, trusting Virginia Tech right now, as you mentioned, Trey, is a dicey proposition. 
but uh, there's a little wiggle room in there for Virginia Tech to play better, but not yet show they can get a win. It'd be a real big one if they do. Uh, update Tyree Stratford is a game time decision according to Mike Barber, so he might not play tonight, but he knows the system and he'll, he'll be there so he can at least talk to his teammates. Well, then on that note, if you're listening on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, hold off and just wait to see if he plays or not because three, you may even get a better number. I think A&M, Luckily, they have Wayne Taylor, who's I was their say, best Wayne player. Taylor can still help them win, but you may get a better number, but it also explains the live movement uh, from Vir- to Virginia being a heavier favorite. I'm off tomorrow. Kid activities with the family. Trey and Ty, Trey C, filling in for me tomorrow. I'm back Friday, but the fast lane continues tomorrow. More on the college hoops tonight. Probably more on the big NASCAR television deal, which is a mammoth breaking news story. We'll see. I, we'll see I what, need responses. Well, we'll see what Trey adds to that. But in the meantime, Trey Law VT, Fast Lane, Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasting on the social media platforms. Clearly, my words are getting tongue twisted. So we out till tomorrow or Friday, depending on how you view it.